Well, I'll tell you what, that was some good singing, wasn't it? Now if the preaching can just be good, amen? I don't know. Uh, end of the year, last day, we're never going to see 2023 ever again. Tomorrow marks a new beginning, another day, if God tarries, another opportunity to serve, another opportunity to be saved, another opportunity to draw close in service to him. But we don't know what the day is going to bring forth, and we aren't to be thinking about what we're going to do in 2024, and as I was thinking yesterday and the day before on what I was going to preach on concerning it being New Year's Eve and the new year, thinking about a title, you know what, you ask the Lord for something, and if it's His will, He'll give you what you ask for. I said, Lord, give me a title on what I'm going to preach on. And you know what he laid on my heart, Brother Ciro? What are you looking for in 2024? That's an original one, right? I wonder how many pastors today are going to title their message, What Are You Looking For in 2024? Well, that's the title, but I'm sure the messages will be different. Amen. But we're going to turn to the book of Acts, chapter 1. Acts, chapter 1. All right. Acts, chapter 1, beginning in verse 4. And being assembled together with them commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith, Ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And when they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld He was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you, into heaven shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. And then returned they into Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem, 
a Sabbath day journey. Let's pray. Father, we love you and praise you. We're thankful to be here today. We celebrate, Lord, that, Lord, you've blessed us with another year. Lord, we know that many times we fall short of your glory, but thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for loving us and saving our souls. And Father, as we come this morning sharing your word, I ask that you give me the words to say, lay on my heart to be bold and preach with authority what you've laid on my heart to say. And may your people be encouraged in your word this morning. And Father, help us in this upcoming year to look to you and to draw closer to you and to serve you more and better. May we always be willing to submit to you and do those things you called us to do. So, Lord, bless the message. If there's one here today that doesn't know you, pray they'll be saved before it's too late. There's one here, just one. Let them come and take of the water of life freely. Be with the prayer requests. You will be done with each one. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a seat, everybody. All right. We find here, after 40 days, Jesus has died on the cross to purchase salvation for mankind. He's risen from the dead after three days. And now 40 days have passed since his resurrection. And he's been preparing the disciples for a little over three years for this day. But yet, if you get the jest when Jesus commissions them, and by the way, we're commissioned. Child of God, you and I are commissioned. We are commissioned to go and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things that Jesus has commanded. So we're all commissioned, just like he commissioned them. And now, the Bible says that Jesus goes up in the clouds. Understand, this wasn't a rain cloud. This cloud was from the glory of God the Father. He ascended up. Could you imagine that sight? The glory of God, Jesus. And then here are the disciples. And they had to be Baptists because they had their mouths open. And we're just standing there in amazement. Jesus told them all along, I got to go. I'm going. But here they are bewildered. They can't believe their eyes. Baptists. Amen. Because sometimes we can't believe our eyes. But they're in bewilderment. And Jesus, as he ascends up to the Father, and they're standing there, God the Father had to send a couple angels down to tell them, hey, you see him that going up in the cloud? He's going to come again the same way he left. He went up, he's coming back. And some would say, but why did he have to go? Well, there's three quick 
reasons, and then we'll get into the message. This is just my introduction. Nope, you're not getting out at 12. But I won't keep you much longer after that. There's three reasons Jesus had to go. He ascended to the Father. One, he had to go so that the Holy Spirit could come to and indwell the disciples, the believers. Okay? Two, he had to go to make intercession on our behalf. You know, he pleads our case, and I bet he gets tired of pleading mine all the time. But he's my intercessor. He's your intercessor. And then he had to go, most importantly, so he could return and take us home. Amen. Are y'all looking forward for that day? I hope you are because I sure am. And that's the very first point I want to make to you this morning. What are we looking for in 24? Hopefully, you and I are looking to Christ. I pray everybody here has looked for salvation first and foremost. And secondly, for his return. Do you believe he's coming back? I know we've been preaching it for years when my grandfather was still alive and he was going to church when he was young. He heard the Lord's coming back and just like the Bible says, where's the promise of his coming? Since our forefathers, all things continue just the same. He's coming back when the father says, go get my children. He's coming back. I know it, and you know it, but are you looking for him? Turn your Bibles to Luke. Ow, let me get up here. Luke chapter 21. Brother Ciro, read that for us. 21-28. I'm sorry, I probably... 21-28. What redemption? Who's he talking about there? He's talking about his return. When you shall see these things. The Lord gave us signs in the Bible what to look for. Turn to Matthew 24. Matthew 24, real quick. 42 and 43. Matthew 24. There we go. Okay. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. So, again, watch therefore. Problem today is most Christians aren't watching. They're not looking for Christ. 
And beloved, he says, if you watch, you won't be taken by surprise. He uses the example of a burglar breaking into your house. If you're there and you're alert and you're watching for it, guess what? That burglar's not going to break in your house and catch you unaware. But what's so sad today, instead of looking to Christ and his return, people are just going through the motions. People are just saying, yeah, I believe he's going to come back, but uh, probably not in my lifetime or not right now anyway. So while I'm here, I'm going to live life to the fullest. Can I tell you something this morning? Life to the fullest ain't about getting drunk or being on drugs or having sex or any of that. Living life is living for Jesus. Living life is following Him and having joy and contentment. There will be a lot of revelry tonight. And you say, well, it's always been that way. Yeah, it has. And me and Lori, of course, you couldn't offer me $1,000 to go down on the strip. Cash. You couldn't give me $1,000. I watch them on the news, and I watch them for two reasons. First, to make sure nobody from Lone Mountain is out there. <laughs> Amen? Because that will make me get in the car and drive down there. And two, it breaks my heart, and it lets me see these folks, and I just pray. Lord... Let them realize that that's not a good time. You're the good time. And it keeps me humble. Now listen, I'm not saying I'm better than anyone down there. Listen, I was a drunk before I met Jesus, but I met him, he saved me, and he changed me. Understand, I'm not better. But I want them to have what I have. Because that is not living it's not living, and besides, <laughs> if they don't come to the saving knowledge of Christ for salvation and are prepared for his coming, they will spend eternity in hell. So, we should be looking to Christ, right? For him. So I'll ask you this morning, what are you looking for? I hope everybody here is looking for the Savior. And who's to say 2024 could be the year? Ain't going to hurt my feelings. Thank you, Sister Donna. Yes, ma'am. It is. We're all ready for home. That Beulah land, you betcha. You betcha. Listen, Bible tells us this world is not our home. We are just pilgrims passing through. We shouldn't cling to this old place. Can I let you in on a little secret? This old world ain't going to last. There's going to be a new one. Amen. A new heaven and a new earth. All the former things going to be done away with. And nobody wants to go to heaven. Nobody's homesick. What's wrong with people? If you know the Savior, you are to be homesick. We should also be looking for our change. Our change. 
You say, what, in the pews, quarters, nickels, dimes? No, that's not what I'm talking about. Our change. Listen, when Jesus comes back, you and I that are redeemed, guess what? We're going to change. These old bodies are going to be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. This corruption is going to put on incorruption. This mortality is going to put on immortality. See, we're going to be changed. This is going to be about 150 pounds lighter. Amen? I'm going to be smaller because I'm going to be like Jesus. And I'm going to learn to eat bold fish and fruit. We're going to eat too. But I'm going to tell you there won't be no gluttons in heaven. There won't be no fat people in heaven. We'll all be just like him, right, sister? If that doesn't excite you, something's wrong with you. If that don't light your shucks, your shucks are just wet. Amen? Notice, we're going to be just like him. Turn to 1 John 3. 1 John 3. 1 John 3. First John chapter 3, beginning in verse 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. <laughs> That's some good stuff. I'm just waiting. I'm looking for the change. I'm looking to Christ and I'm looking for the change. How about you this morning? We've got so many that are ill and sick amongst us. Some sicker than others some had cancer some got sister Becker's had pneumonia several times this past year I mean there's like brother Joe we want to lift him up uh, sister's going to probably have to take him to the doctor his legs are swollen got fluid we don't know yet but there's lots of illness can you imagine what it's going to be like for we're never going to have to worry about being ill again and sick. Ain't going to be no need but for one doctor, and he's the great physician. And guess what? <laughs> you don't have to make an appointment. Call ahead. Months. It's crazy. My sister diagnosed with cancer in March and didn't get to see a doctor till June that I can't fathom that but I'll tell you one of these days we ain't gonna have to worry about the doctor so are you looking for your change 
I am. The older I get, the more I hurt, and I ache, and I snap, and I pop. I'm just like an old Rice Krispie. <laughs> Amen? Just like an old Rice Krispie. Snap, crackle, pop. And, you know, here's the sad thing. I used to make fun of my grandpa. I used to say, Grandpa, because he'd get up going, oh, and he'd walk and he'd get in his chair. And he'd go, oh, and I'd say, oh, my goodness, get up. Come on, let's go do something. I got to warm up first. And you know what he would warm up with? You all going to think he's crazy because I did. You know, they used to have old horse liniment. He'd rub them joints with horse liniment. And if he ran out, I kid you not, if he ran out of horse liniment, he would go get a can of WD-40, <laughs> spray it in his hands, and rub it in his joints. And I used to think, Grandpa, mm. but he was old school. He ain't going to the doctor unless he's dying. Amen? He would not go to a doctor. But the older we get, these bodies wear out. You know why? Because these bodies aren't fit for the kingdom of God. That's why they wear out and we complain. But no. When your body is wearing out, that means you're just closer to that change and getting a new one. Amen. Those of us in Christ. So. Thank God for the day we're going to be like him. Are you looking to that? This coming year, look to the change. Number three, we should be looking for that city. Amen. Hebrews, please. Chapter 11. You know the faith chapter. Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11, beginning with verse 8. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whither he went. And by faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Look at verse 10. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Beloved, in 2024, be looking for that city. I'm looking for heaven. I can hardly wait, and I can't even imagine or begin to imagine how Great that's going to be when we're there in the throne room of God amongst all believers from all generations and time worshiping and praising the Lamb. And in this city that God has prepared for His children, 
there's not going to be anything that defiles or maketh a lie. He's gone to prepare a place for you and me. Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it wouldn't so, I would have told you. But I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will. Not I might, I could. I will come again and receive you until myself that where I am, there you may be also. He's preparing a place for his children. Are you prepared? You see, here's the stipulation. The only way you get to go to the city, you must belong to him. You must be born again. You must be in his family. That's the only way. Are you looking to the city? You know, it's amazing. Man tries to do lots of planning for this and for that. And, you know, they're, they're talking about Vegas. You know, oh, we're getting a baseball team. We might get an NBA team. and We're going to build this resort and casino, and we're going to build that. And we're going to, listen, that's only if God wills. And even at the very best, and I, I will have to admit there's some impressive buildings here, but even at the very best, understand they don't compare to what God has promised to them that love Him. Amen? So in 2024, you're looking for that city? I am. Abraham, think about that. He was a pagan. In a pagan country, and God spoke, and he didn't do what the average Christian does. Well, let me pray about it first. Let me think about it first. No, he obeyed and left. He acted out in faith and faith alone. God made a promise. God kept his promise. If God kept his promise to Abraham to make him a mighty nation, have a number as the sand of the sea, if he kept that promise to him, then believe me when I tell you, child of God, he promised us a mansion and a home in heaven. We've got it. No doubt. And then we should be looking for the consummation. You say the consummation. Yeah, first turn to 2 Peter 3. And then I'll tell you what. We're going to tell you about the consummation. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which... The heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, 
What manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of the Lord, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we according to his promise look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent that you may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. What I'm talking about when I say the consummation is one, for Christ to return, to call his children up, the rapture, to dwell with him forever, and to consummate, return after the tribulation and set up his millennial reign for a thousand years where he will be ruling and reigning with a rod of iron. The consummation is he's coming back to this earth to reclaim it. It was his. It's always been. It always will be. But when he comes back, he'll call the shots. You see, he's entitled to it. He owns it lot stock and barrel after all he spoke all of this into existence just by speaking so he's going to reclaim it the devil thought "Ooh, I got the deed no 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 the devil is limited and he ain't going to hang on to the deed because the devil can't create the devil can't speak things into existence so who's more powerful? God. So how about you? You're looking for his return to where he's ruling the shots? You want government? You want people to know what they're doing? Let God himself come down and set up, shop, his government. We're going to be running things. Those of us that have been faithful. Notice I said faithful. We are faithful with just the little things. He said, I'll make you over all things. But that's the key, faithful. Amen? That's the key. So are you looking for the consummation? Yeah, I'm looking for him. Take us home. Come back to earth. And rule and reign for a thousand years. Can you imagine what that's going to be like? Uh, we're going to start studying that a little bit on Wednesday night. We're going to start this Wednesday night in Daniel. And then I think we said we'd go to Ezekiel or Isaiah. Isaiah and then Ezekiel. But you'll see some stuff there about the millennial reign of Christ. Woo! Man. All right. I'm going to hush. One other one. In 24, we should all be looking for our champion. Jesus is the champ. Turn to Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12.
Wherefore, verse 1, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Yes, today, those of us that know the Lord are running the race of faith. And can I let you know, it's not about how fast you run. It's not about how fast you get to the finish line. It's about running steadily. And yes, we're here, therefore we as his children have to trust him. And we have to seek him to meet our needs and to give us strength and power to run the race. But one of these days, he is the author and finisher of our faith. He's going to come down, start his millennial reign, and beloved, everybody there is going to recognize who he is. And everybody is going to profess with their mouths the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus. In fact, turn to Philippians. It's right over there by us. Philippians chapter 2. Philippians 2. Okay. Philippians 2. Look at verse 9. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. Everyone. Saved and lost. Old Testament and New Testament. Are going to confess with their tongues and with their mouths that Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. So, in 2024, are you looking to our champion? That's right, Brother Ron. You stop somebody on the street today and ask them what are you looking for in 2024 you're liable to get all kinds of answers well I'm looking to be a better parent to my kids and that that's very good we should be good parents well I'm looking for a raise I'm looking for this or that those things 
going to mount to a hill of beans when it comes to eternity. You should be looking to Jesus. And the question encloses this. Are you looking to him? Listen, there's nothing we can do about our past failures. And everybody here has failed the Lord in some form or fashion this, in this past year. You say, well, you're a preacher. Surely uh, preachers fail the Lord too. You say, are you doing what you're not supposed to do? No, you're not going to ever see me at a bar. You're not going to see me at a strip joint. You're not going to see me pulling that one-armed bandit. I can tell you that. Because I'm not going to put myself in that place to where I could be tempted. But there's times when I know I ought to speak to somebody about Christ. And I say, Lord, I will, but let me do this first. And then I never get around to speaking to that person. And by the way, anybody ever been guilty of grieving the Spirit? How many did this last year? Or maybe, Lord, let me get my cup of coffee. Let me catch my breath and then I'll open your word. And then the next thing you know, you're... Yeah, you ever been? Yes. So we fail the Lord, even preachers. But... We have the opportunity. We don't know what a day is going to bring forth. Everybody's looking to the future. I'm looking for the now. Because that's all I can live in is the now. I can't live in the future. Because I don't know what a day is going to bring forth. I don't know what the future is going to entail. And I sure don't want to live in the past. So live for now. Lord, I'm looking to you. Thank you for another day. And live one day at a time. But look to the author and finisher of our faith. You want to have a good new year? Look up. You know, we laugh at the disciples there. Bewildered. Mouths open. And God has to send angels. What are y'all looking at? Huh? Huh? We're just like them. Hey, see him? Same way he left, he's coming back. He told you that. Why do you have your mouths open? He told you, he commissioned you and told you to get about the ministry. Get the gospel to the lost. That's what we need to do, church. If you're here under the sound of my voice and you haven't trusted Christ as your personal Savior, why not come and make 2024 the greatest year you've ever had? By knowing Christ. By knowing your name's in the Lamb's Book of Life. By knowing that if you was to die in 2024, you'd go to be with the Savior. Do that. Don't put it off. Don't put it off. 
child of God. Maybe your walk with the Lord ain't what it once was. Listen, we all come short. We all fail the Lord. But you know what? Here's the good thing. You can come back to him. He's not going to cast you away and say, nope, nope. Open arms receive you. Whatever God is laying on your heart to do during the invitation, obey his voice and let it be done. Let's have a